Hello, welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I am doing a podcast and on the blog about discernment, a kind of discernment bundle about David Platt. The title is The Real David Platt, new film, Platt's Wokeness, Isa Dreams, Radical, and more. So I start out, as I usually do, with a few explanations. I like to be transparent, and I also like for readers and listeners to know that we're on the same page when I mention discernment or other terms. So what is discernment? Discernment is both a gift and a skill. It's a gift when it's given to certain people, as listed in 1 Corinthians 12, 10 which says, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. That was in the King James Version. This is the NASB version of 1 Corinthians 12.10, the gift of, dis- of discernment and to another, the effecting of miracles, and to another, prophecy, to another, the distinguishing of spirits, to another, various kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. It's a skill all Christians have also and should train constantly, as in Hebrews 5.14, which reads, but solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to distinguish between good and evil. And in the ESV, Hebrews, verse 5, 14 says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So discernment is a gift that some possess, but all Christians, all believers, have the ability and really the command to train up in distinguishing between good and evil. How I approach utilizing the gift and training of discernment is that I have a three-item standard. Now, when we discern things, we don't jump at the least little thing a public teacher or your local pastor says. We use common sense. We review the bulk of a ministry for context. And we wait, watching alertly but remaining self-controlled and measured. We overlook something he or she said that's the equivalent of a typo. But if we see or hear of something bigger, something that can be tested against scripture, we do raise our discernment alarm. And one item, one time stumble can be a mistake. Two times could be a coincidence. But three times, now that's a pattern. And so here is my standard that I personally use. The first piece of information that causes me a little bit of a wrinkled brow, I call discernment unease. The second time with this 
public teacher or a local pastor. I go to a discernment alert, personally, internally. But the third time, that's when I have a discernment alarm and I might go public in various ways. And so it was with my assessment of David, David Platt through the years. Now, who is David Platt? I'm going to read a little bio from Wikipedia, a little paragraph. Platt was senior pastor at the church at Brook Hills in Birmingham, Alabama from 2006 to 2014. At the time, he was the youngest megachurch pastor in the U.S. From 2014 to 2017, Platt was president of the International Mission Board. He became pastor teacher at McLean Bible Church in 2017. He is also the author of the 2010 New York Times bestseller, Radical, Taking Back Your Faith from the American Dream. And that bio blurb was from Wikipedia. So number one, my discernment unease with David Platt started with Radical in 2010-2012. Radical, the book, was published in 2010, and it hit conservative churches like a bomb throughout 2011. His book was a pushback against the lives that Platt saw of conservative faithful settling into a consumerism complacency instead of daring to be uncomfortable and taking the faith to the lost in dangerous places. The book blurb to Radical says, quote, it's easy for American Christians to forget how Jesus said his followers would actually live, what their new lifestyle would actually look like. They would, he said, leave behind security, money, convenience, even family for him. They would abandon everything for the gospel. They would take up their crosses daily. End quote from the radical book blurb. Now, Kevin DeYoung at the time, in 2010, wrote a fair review of Radical. There were some things he liked and some things that concerned him. His review is called Getting to the Root of Radical. And one of DeYoung's concerns tracked with my main concern. DeYoung wrote, quote, it is easy to stir people to action by relating how little everyone else has and how much we have in America, but we are not meant to have a constant low-level guilt because we could be doing more." End quote from Kevin DeYoung. And low-level guilt was a thread throughout the book, Radical, I assessed as emotional manipulation. I've also seen it coined as Platt's, quote, poverty gospel which is pretty good uh, coinage. Anyway, I was asked to teach through the six lesson radical small group study that came out in 2012. 
I was uncomfortable with Platt after having read the book Radical, but as far as the curriculum went, he had quoted and used a lot of John MacArthur. So when I taught it, I stuck to the MacArthur side of things, thereby doing diligence to the trust that my pastors had placed in me, but also not upsetting my conscience. Going through the lessons raised my discernment plat on Platt even more after, even after having read the book. I thought the book was emotional, unbalanced, and in the end, dangerous. Number two, discernment alert, Urbana 15. Now, this was 2015, three to four years later. I, it was at InterVarsity's 24th Student Missions Conference that and I could not believe on video what I was watching. Urbana is, quote, one of the largest student mission conferences in the world and combines gospel proclamation, dynamic worship, and missionary connection to launch students into a life of reaching people with the good news. End quote from Urbana or Intervarsity. Now, Platt spoke at that conference, as he often does. He preached of the unnamed woman in Matthew 26, who poured out her expensive perfume, remember that, and compared it to pouring out our heart to the Lord. In his sermon, he did mention sin, but he never uttered the word repent. He emotionally pleaded to the thousands assembled in the stadium to, quote, decide for Christ, end quote. And he said ushers would come by and give them a glow stick, which the attendees should break if, quote, they had decided to follow Jesus for the first time, end quote, knowing, quote, that Jesus is worthy of their heart and life. This came at the end of his sermon where he gave a sort of gospel proclamation. He told the impressionable youths, now remember these are kids, it's college, to hold up the glow stick as a picture of their heart now poured out to Christ. This is what he said. He, he said there was a room they could all go to where they'd be provided resources and that someone would pray with them to, quote, celebrate God's grace in you, end quote. No, no, no. One never declares a person saved on the spot. The stats for that particular uh, year's conference says there were 600 plus people who decided for Christ. But all this wishy-washy, squishy, altar call, decisional, glow stick salvation just leads to false conversions. It's certainly not from a podium to a darkened room full of young people who had heard emotional pleas to follow Christ for the first time, but that plea was absent a plea for repentance of sin. 
Now I posted a link on the blog of Urbana's video of Platt at this conference and all the glow stick waving. And also a YouTube clip. Uh, well, actually it's the whole sermon. And I like YouTube because it's convenient. It has the transcript. Platt said for the kids to hold up their glow sticks in order to quote, express affection, adoration, longing, and love for Christ. Those are emotional terms. But what about the plea for repentance, holy fear, submission, confession? All those terms were completely absent from Platt's decisional altar call. Devastating. My radar on Platt went to discernment alert, and I wrote about this on the blog too, in more detail. Number three, discernment alarm, 2018. Okay, so three years later, then International Mission Board President David Platt delivered a six minute report, as all the leaders did, to the Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting. In it, he affirmed Isa as a Messiah and affirmed reports of conversions through Muslim dreams. He told of some Muslims in a closed country having dreams of Isa, and he reported that, quote, this formerly Muslim couple is now a follower of Isa the Messiah end quote. Really pains me to have to go through this again. Isa is not the Messiah. It's the Muslims name for a figure that they translate as Jesus. Interestingly, the SBC, you know, always fully publishes their leaders reports after their annual meeting. But in this particular case, the subsequent transcription published on the International Mission Board website omits that Platt had st stated the couple is now following Isa the Messiah. Instead, they transcribed that Platt said the couple is following the Messiah. Also interestingly, unlike in past years where the full report is published on YouTube or the IMB site, that year, only a recap was available. I transcribed his speech from the live video as it was being spoken and recorded by someone who was physically present. That's how I know of the omission when I compared the two transcripts. I wrote about this in, that said blasphemy, the title, Blasphemy, Jesus is not Isa. Isa is not Jesus. Okay, a quick side trip here on the Isa thing. Anyone who calls Isa a Messiah of the faithful Christians is not to be followed. He is not credible. Done. Finito. It's the same as calling Yahweh Moloch or Dagon. This was the third nail in the discernment coffin for me. Why? Because 
Isa is a made-up satanic entity in the Muslim tradition who is not deity, was never actually crucified, never died, where the Muslims say this Isa Jesus figure was a substitute placed on the cross to fool the Jews. That's in the Saran al-Maidah 4. Dash 157. I have the links here or the comments from the Quran that state these things. That this Isa was raised to heaven alive instead, while the substitute was on the cross fooling everybody, and who will return to earth to worship the one God, Allah, who is not Trinitarian, that's why they say one God, and to kill the Christians and to break the cross, to remove jizya a Muslim tax, and to rule Muslims with justice. And they say Muslims because everyone will be forcibly converted. That's who David Platt said was the Messiah. Well, critical mass now. Platt's worst revealed in a new documentary. I saw an extended trailer this week of a documentary to be released in 2024 which is in a few days. Um, so I'm not sure when the video will be released, but sometime within the next year, in which uh, they gave a sneak peek of 10 minutes, a long extended trailer. It describes Platt's alleged leadership and financial malfeasance of McLean Bible Church that he is pastor of, and allegations by former members and leaders the film is called The Real David Platt. It reportedly interviews many of McLean's church members, elders, and leaders who have departed the church or who say they were forcibly excommunicated because they had asked questions of finances and other issues. The interviewees describe on this trailer their negative experiences there while under the pastorate of David Platt. And they outlined their concerns, their fear, often with tears for McLean Church, for its leaders and fellow members. Now, it should be noted here, to be fair, the extended trailer does not include anyone representing, quote, the other side that I saw. And although I hope and pray in journalistic ethics, the producers give McLean elders and Platt opportunity to speak in the full documentary. We don't know who is behind it, although John Harris of Conversations That Matter, which I link to, said he worked on intake of the interviewees for the film, and he discusses the film in on his YouTube channel. Conclusion. So 2010 to 12, I started to see David Platt off since the book Radical was published. And I had questions and concerns when asked to teach through his curriculum. And I disliked his guilt-tripping poverty gospel. I ramped it up in 2015 when he touted 681 non-Christians had made a decision of faith to follow Jesus, signified by glow sticks at Urbana 15. And again in 2018, when he affirmed Isa dreams, I was done with him. 
But for others, these indicators were not enough to call David Platt, who is an evangelical darling, who is a New York Times best-selling megachurch pastor, a wolf. But by now, at the end of 2023, there's plenty to show that Platt is not to be followed. I mean, there's more. There's critical race theory, woke stances that he spoke at public pulpits, a big lawsuit, allegations. I'm sure they're founded, but we don't know what the substance of those allegations are of financial greed, authority misuse. Sadly, we must strenuously urge people to stay away from David Platt's material to repudiate his works, and if having promoted or followed him, to repent. And there are other resources at the blog outlining issues with Platt, and the list is not comprehensive. There's one from me called Blasphemy, Isa is not Jesus, and Jesus is not Isa. Gary Gilley at Think on These Things, a very good, credible website, does a long evaluation of Muslim dreams and visions of Isa. John Harris that I mentioned uh, at Conversations That Matter discusses this new film, The Real David Platt. The dissenter compiled statements from David Platt in 2021 titled David Platt's Worst Woke Statements Ever one from Capstone Report, which is kind of a chronological roundup of his woke trajectory called David Platt is Harming McLean Bible Church with Social Justice Theology. That one was from a couple of years ago. And Evangelical Dark Web's David Platt's Million Dollar Lawsuit. They explain the lawsuit. So that is my discernment bundle on David Platt very sad to say. It would be wonderful if we had a missions-minded, mega-evangelical superstar on our side, but it does not seem to be so, at least not with this man, Pastor Platt. So this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a thoughtful day.